If I could tell you one thing about my brother, it would be this. Two days after his 19th birthday, he killed our parents and our twin sisters because he heard voices in his head. As defining events go, nothing else comes close for Elias, or for me. I have often tried to imagine what went through his mind on that cool autumn evening, when our neighbours began closing their curtains to the coming night and the streetlights shone with misty yellow halos. What did the voices say? What possible words could have made him do the things he did? I have tortured myself with what-ifs and maybes. What if I hadn't stopped to buy hot chips on my way home from football practice? What if I hadn't propped my bike outside Ailsa Piper's house, hoping to glimpse her in her garden, or coming home from her netball practice? What if I had pedalled faster and arrived home sooner? Could I have stopped him? Or would I be dead too? I am the boy who survived, the one who hid in the garden shed, crouching among the tools, smelling the kerosene and paint fumes and grass clippings, while sirens echoed through the streets of Nottingham. In my nightmares, I always wake as I step into the kitchen, wearing muddy football socks. My mother is lying on the floor amid the frozen peas, which had spilled across the white tiles. Chicken stock is bubbling on the stove, and her famous paella had begun to stick in the heavy-based pan. I miss my mum the most. I feel guilty about playing favourites, but nobody is around to criticise my choices, except for Elias and he doesn't get to choose. Ever. Dad died in the sitting room, crouching in front of the DVD player because one of the twins had managed to get a disc stuck in the machine. He raised one hand to protect himself and lost two fingers and a thumb before the knife severed his spine. Upstairs, in the bedroom, Esme and April were doing their homework or playing games. April, older by 20 minutes and therefore bossier, was usually the first to do everything. But it was April, dressed in a unicorn onesie, who ran towards the knife, trying to protect her sister. Esme had to be dragged from under her bed, and died with a rug bunched beneath her body, and a ukulele in her hand. Many of these details have the power to close my throat, or wake me screaming. But as snapshots, they are fading. My memories aren't as vivid as they once were. The colours... The smells, the sounds, the fear. For example, I can no longer remember what colour dress my mother was wearing, or which of the twins had her hair in braids that week. Esme and April took it in turns to help their teachers differentiate between them, or maybe to confuse them further. And I can't remember if Dad had opened a bottle of homebrew, a six o'clock ritual in our household, when he uncapped his latest batch with a brass Winston Churchill bottle opener. With great ceremony, he would pour the amber nectar into a pint glass, holding it up to the light to study the colour and opacity. And when he drank, he would swish that first sip around in his mouth, sucking in air like a wine connoisseur, saying things like, bit malty, a little cloudy, a tad early, half decent, buttery, quenching, perfect in another week. It is these small details that elude me. I can't remember if I knocked the mud off my football boots, or if I chained up my bike, or if I closed the side gate. I can remember stopping to wash the salt from my hands and to gulp down water, because Mum hated me spoiling my appetite by eating junk food so close to dinner time. 
In the same breath she'd complain about me having hollow legs and eating her out of house and home. I miss her cooking. I miss her embarrassing hugs in public. I miss her spitting on tissues and wiping food off my face. I miss her trying to slick down my cowlick. I miss her nagging me about telling ghost stories to the twins or leaving the toilet seat up or the cap off the toothpaste. I had nobody to nag me after the murders. My grandparents didn't have the heart. They were grieving too. I became the boy who was pitied and pointed at and whispered about, befriended, bullied, cosseted, counselled. The boy who did drugs and cut himself and turned up drunk at school. A hard child to love. Not a child at all. Not after what I'd seen.